Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hello, kids. This is Risk, the show where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. I'm Kevin Allison, and every Thursday, we release these special episodes that we're calling Classic Risk Singles. Each of these episodes features just one story from our earlier years. If you're new to Risk, you should know that the podcast can be very uncensored. This week, a story by Julie Threlkeld that she first shared on the podcast in July of 2012. Here's Julie now with a story we call Stop Signs. So we're told as kids never ever to get in, into a car with a stranger. And this was a piece of advice that I ignored exactly once in my life. And I thought it would be okay because I was 28 years old at the time and the person who I got into the car with was a driving instructor. Uh, I had attempted to learn to drive as a teenager but uh, for various reasons hadn't gotten a chance to practice a lot so I failed my driving test. And uh, for many years I lived in New York City and like a lot of people made do without a car, didn't really need one and just sort of bummed rides off of people. But it got to be a real problem whenever I wanted to, say, go anywhere beyond the extent of the New York City subway system. Or in my case, when I was in my late 20s, I decided that I wanted to buy a house. And I quickly realized that it was going to be impossible to shop for a house in the suburbs, let alone live in the suburbs without a car. So I needed to uh, get a license. And before I could get a license, I needed to learn how to drive. So uh, at the time, I was living on Staten Island, and I arranged for driving lessons at a local driving school. It was about 12 sessions over six weeks. And my uh, instructor was a, uh, he was sort of overweight. He was probably about 40 pounds, 50 pounds overweight. Uh, he looked, I pegged him for his 50s, but he looked prematurely aged. So he seemed harmless, whose name was Ron. He was very chatty and possibly a little too chatty. I found it really difficult to concentrate on moving 
an incredibly, uh, to me, dangerous car while he was constantly nattering at me. But uh, I was raised to be really polite and deferential and sort of put other people's social comfort first. And so I tended to just, just let him blather on and I would just occasionally try to respond. Um, we, we had a shift in conversation over time um, that, that began with uh, some very vague statements concerning marital discontent. At one point he said to me, um, things get old after a few years. And I just nodded, because uh, I didn't really know what he, what he was talking about. And he said, he continued and said, uh, you just realize you married the wrong person. And uh, then he sort of followed that up by saying, my wife isn't a very adventurous person. And I thought maybe he was talking about scuba diving or something. But then he said, she's not very sexually adventurous. And I really didn't know what to say in response, because I, I just thought, this guy is... You know, I guess he's sort of clueless, but I let it go. And uh, the next week, his opening gambit was to ask me if I ever took vitamins. And I said, no, why? And he said, well, I take vitamins. I take a lot of vitamin B, especially. It's really good for blood circulation, and that really helps with erections. And at that point, I was getting incredibly uncomfortable. And uh, I went home after that lesson and really didn't know what to do about the situation. I had about two lessons left. And it had taken forever to schedule my driving test. And uh, I just felt like um, I didn't want to screw this up. I had plans. You know, I, I was on a schedule to look for a house, and I didn't want to have to try to find some other driving instructor on short notice to get me through the lesson and all that. So I just thought, oh, I'll, just, I'll just see how the next couple weeks pan out. Um, this turns out to, be, uh, to have been a really stupid decision. I really should have trusted my instinct. So it was uh, my penultimate lesson. We had two lessons left, and on the second to last one, uh, we headed to an area of Staten Island called Silver Lake, which is kind of a, it's a nice suburban area, but it's very quiet. So um, we made a right down a, a quiet street, and as we were driving down the street, I was looking around and realizing that uh, there weren't really a lot of houses on this street. As we got further and further down the street, I noticed that the houses were disappearing, and really, at the end of the street, there were no houses. This was a dead-end street. And he told me to pull over and park. So I did. And was kind of wondering, you know, what we were going to do. And we sat there for a few moments. And then Ron turned and looked at me intently and said, If I was to rape you right now, it would be your word against mine. And I just kind of sat there and tried to take this in. And I remember thinking to myself, this is how people get raped. And some part of me thought uh, I needed to treat him like a wild animal. Like I couldn't show fear or he would attack. Couldn't look at him. I just had to stand my ground and he'd back off. So I didn't say anything. I just reached down uh, to the gear shift and put it in drive and said, I'm driving home now. And uh, did a quick K-turn back down the street and we drove back to my neighborhood in complete silence. When I got out of the car, I didn't say anything. I was just way too shaken up. And I went home and for several days, 
uh, I, I wrestled with what to do about the situation. Um, I knew there was a chance he was dangerous, but on, on the other hand, I figured if he had planned to do something, he had the perfect opportunity and he didn't do it. So maybe he was just playing with me. He was just sadistic or something. And I also realized with uh, some retroactive alarm that the car was dual-braked. So there was, at any point on that street, he could have stopped the car and done whatever he wanted, and he didn't. So I thought, well, you know, maybe it's going to be okay. So uh, the next week, it was the last session, and stupidly, I got in the car, <laughs> just thinking, well, I just need to get this over with. It'll be fine. But on the other hand, a part of me is thinking, you know, this is going to be a long 45 minutes, and it could end really badly. And I was gambling, and I knew it, but I was just so impatient. You know, you're young, and you're impatient, and you just want to get on with your plans. So we drove, and as I drove, Ron began to talk, as usual. And he said, you know, some women get the wrong idea about some things I say sometimes. One time I was teaching this lady, and I said, hey, we're going to have a good time today. She misinterpreted and thought I was saying something sexual. I just kept driving. Anyway, I just want to make sure you didn't get the wrong idea about anything I said. It was all in good fun. Ron was uh, clearly worried. <laughs> and somehow that removed my own worry, although uh, I was still wary enough that I wasn't going to turn down any quiet streets with him that day. So at the top of the hour, we were back on my street. Nothing had happened. And I got out of the car, and he said, okay, Julie, I'll pick you up next week for the test. And I went inside and found a friend willing to take me to the driving test, willing to let me use her car. Called the driving school after hours, left a message, and I never saw Ron again. I was a much more passive person back then, and I put up with a lot of crap. Uh, and I would never, I would never have let things escalate the way they did. I would have, if he'd said something that, that had made me uncomfortable as he did, like in the fourth week or so, I would have said, you know, that's really out of line. Or I would have just found another school. I, I wouldn't, I would never put myself in that kind of danger again. The, the one benefit to getting older is that you learn, you learn not to do stupid things or you learn not to let people, you know, abuse you or take advantage of you. That is all for this week's Classic Risk Singles episode. Now, don't miss out on our regular full-length episodes. There's a brand new one every Tuesday. And everything you might want to know about us is at risk-show.com.